Greetings, fellow Slingers. Welcome back to World of Hard 20 Podcast. It is I, your trusted GM, Brian, welcoming you to another episode of our Dragon's Demand run-through. Man, I gotta tell you, I almost had those PCs last episode so close, you know. I've gotta root for me. Who, who's, who's not gonna root for me if I don't root for me? You guys, come on. House rules, house wins, right? No, not this time. Or maybe it did. Did you listen to last episode? Listen to that last episode. You know where you can listen to it? On Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, whatever. Make sure you leave us that five-star rating and review on whatever podcast app you listen to the show on. Also, check us out over on YouTube at Roll the Hard 20. We're there. Hit that little subscribe bell. Never miss an episode. Can't wait. By the way, we're still wrapping up Gaslight, so who knows, by the time you listen to this episode, we may be dropping those episodes. Can't wait for you guys to listen to that. Radke, Chris, and myself are having a blast running it, so stay tuned for that. I don't want to waste any more time. Let's just get right into this episode. So warm up your dice and top off your glasses. Roll the Hard 20 podcast presents episode 56 of our Dragon's Demand run-through. Back us into a deal. You know Brian wants to get this over with when he's like recording before uh picture even jumps in. (laughs) There's gonna be like a 30 minute session tonight. (laughs) Well, they they don't know. I mean, we just finished recording an hour's worth of Delta Green. So I'm like have to shift gears. For an old man like you. That's right. (laughs) God damn it. My day, we always did two recordings. (laughs) <laughs> uphill i mean what that's right <laughs> in the snow what what about those old uh uh old in-person you know games that were like four hours long those weren't a problem except for we normally didn't start at nine o'clock because yeah. it's funny when uh when i used to go over to sam's house is when we would play fourth edition and tony would be over there and and we'd start running probably like because i would leave work early and so we'd start running something like at two o'clock, three o'clock, start drinking beer and stuff like that, oh, having yes. a good time at work. Oh, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is at Sam's house. And then eventually we take a break and we get something to eat and then we'd start playing again. And then out comes the coffee, like, mm. <laughs> just done with the beer. <laughs> so good times though. So how's everyone been? I feel like we've been on hiatus. We haven't been on hiatus, have we? No, no we have We just recorded last week, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, just felt like a long week. Yeah, episode yeah, fifty three was last week. <laughs> Brother Hammerbane, <laughs> fifty six. All right, fifty five. Actually, this is fifty. It's fifty six. Yeah, I screwed up on the on the number last week. I said it was fifty three. It was fifty five. Yeah, good job. I mean, can you cut that out? No, it's not a big deal. I'm not going to go through cutting it out. I, I think it's funny. I'll, I'll fix it on the intro. I'll redo the intro and let everybody know that. Yeah. Chris it's the alcohol talking. talking. It's fine. Brian was already <laughs> half asleep. <laughs> Show him that and big, that was at the um, start. <laughs> that, that was at the moonshine. start. Where's that moonshine jug you were drinking out of? Oh, yeah. Oh, baby. 
He's fully uh, committed to Florida oh. man. Be, beware when the alcohol is that clear. That's straight up H2O. It's never clear. Straight out of the yep. toilet wine, boys. Yeah, that's right. There goes my cat firing off again. I guess my daughter let her out. Are we ready to play some Dragon's Demand? Oh, yes. Let's Give me do your it. energy. <laughs> Greetings, fellow demand. slingers. Sip it. <laughs> 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 Greetings, fellow slingers. Welcome back to Roll the Hard 20 podcast. It is I, your trusted GM, Brian, and with me, the Hard Slingers. Yeah. Yeah, waking me up. <laughs> Episode 56 of our Dragons Demand run through. So how was your, uh, how was everybody's thoughts on last week's episode playing with the grill in the cave? I mean, I've got souvenirs for the uh, Baroness, so... That's right, you do. The rest of these guys got death. No, but you guys are actually, uh, you managed to find a couple of these uh, chests, three small ones and one larger one. Uh, and you guys decided you were going to take one of the smaller ones back to Belheim and see if you could get Bacchus to unlock it. That Were you planning on bringing him back to have the rest of them done? Or, or were you going to bring wagons one at a, oh, I you, know, we were going to We were going to get a wagon. Yeah, and it was on your way back into Belheim when you came across a fellow traveler heading into Belheim. He, uh, as you guys got closer and and said hello to him, he introduced himself as Plossier. He was on his way to go to the auction that is going to be taking place tomorrow morning. He represented an interest from one of the smaller towns in Belksen. And you guys had agreed that you would continue the journey into Belheim with him. All right. Now that we have his trust, let's roll him. Okay. Uh, well, I mean, no. <laughs> our, our, our rogue was killed. Otherwise, you know, the rogue would just pick his pockets and save us the trouble. I was going to say, we're feeling the loss of Stabby since uh, he probably could have just popped all those locks for us. But now we got this little side quest going on. Mm-hmm. It, and you know, what's funny is like, once you get um, a few episodes into it, you don't realize that literally Stabby had died like, mere hours ago so i think it was mm-hmm. like late yesterday afternoon or something like that mm-hmm. he's just did, starting to get r- rigor when did flint die like 48 hours ago he's already been replaced <laughs> he got a new guy as chairman of the board and shit like nice. that hoa here we are that's right <laughs> so sad how like uh just just non-permanent these people are yeah mm-hmm. um but I mean, we carry them with us as we go through, but it's, I think it's everybody's perception of time. You know, you oh, don't realize oh, it, how, uh, you know, we've gone through so many episodes and literally so many of our own hours, but we don't realize that, that these guys have only been in town for like a week at the most. And mm-hmm. yeah. already managed to piss off the main magistrate. Awesome. I know. What a job. Huh? What a deal. New record. So you guys are heading into Belheim. Eventually, you find yourselves looking for a map, like me. There it is. Heading back down Devi Road, you guys start entering the town proper. And tell me where you want to go. Because right now, I think it's... What time did I say it was? I think it's 5 o'clock right now. Uh, is our uh, travel companion... Has he been like asking for like where is the inn or advice on where to stay or anything like that? 
He's mostly been making small talk, telling you how he he longs to get back to his wife. She is pregnant with his child, and he can't wait to get back. She makes the best rolls you've ever had in your life. Puts a little bit of honey and a little bit of butter on top. Mm, it tastes so good. But tell me, how long have you been in Belheim? Are you from this place originally? Originally, yes. But I've only been back and around for, oh, a matter of days. Well, you know me, I love to get some good food, and uh, I'm hoping that there are a few places in town that I can get something to eat that would whet my appetite. Well, the inn is uh, here is certainly uh, reputable. And then if you want to uh, keep your appetite wet afterwards, uh, Greyhands is well stocked. Oh, the place is well known where I come from. And as you guys start entering and you start passing some of the uh, the buildings to the north of town and you guys start passing Belhame Road at the intersection and you can, you can hear Greyhand's Tavern is very lively. You hear people, yeah, you know, they're already drinking, getting hammered. A lot of people are, are still excited about the money they won on that fight against, with Dempsey and Drosk going back and forth. And, and some people probably a little sad that they didn't win because they pretty much expected this orc group to just have your guys' ass for second breakfast, so. Aha. How's into one? Yeah, I think we should uh, keep continuing down to uh, Bacchus's. Uh, did we get any more of a... Um, did this guy, as we were walking up to him, he had mentioned something, or he was talking to himself about some sort of plan. Did we get any other... Um, indication of that as as we were walking no because that... he basically mm -hmm. shut that down as soon as you guys made yourselves known hmm. it's almost like he had his own monologue going um you know basically got to stick to the plan make sure you know everything goes according accordingly the think, boss wants so like as warren and um this gentleman are talking maybe he kind of steps to the back and he's like uh dempsey is with uh, brother Hammerbane and Validy, and he's just like something about this man. I don't like. I don't trust him. We keep. You got to keep an eye on this one. He seems a little peculiar. I, yeah. I agree. I agree. Maybe we should steer him to other place than Paper Inn. We don't know. <laughs> uh, Send him to the the other uh, Denny's, not the nice <laughs> Denny's. Yeah. <laughs> to the bombs. We are going yeah. to go to the IHOP. You go to Denny's down the street. Yeah. Well, we'll just tell him, yeah, yeah, we're going to meet you at the Red Lobster. But we don't go to the Red Lobster. <laughs> so as you um, guys continue yeah, passing Greyhands, and he doesn't make any indication that he's going to go in there, uh, you guys eventually start passing by the amphitheater that's on the uh, east side. And continue walking it and he kind of looks at it that is the place where the auction will be tomorrow no yes you can see that they've already started preparing it for it yes i can tell with the baroness she will be there no she'll be there tomorrow i'm gonna insight him on like what is kind of the nature of his interest is he 
does he seem more interested in the Baroness being there, or is he more interested in, like, the auction itself? Okay. Uh, that is a 16 on an insight check. He's not really concerned about her being there as making sure that probably that that the function is facilitated. Okay. So his 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 concern about her is um is just centered about is centered around her authority over the um auction. Yeah, almost as though, you know, well if she won't be there, I I hope somebody else will continue Mm -hmm. to hold the auction in because I would be very disappointed to have known I've come so far and is there a I'm curious you seem very driven by this uh, auction is there a particular item or items that you heard about or any anything that you seem particularly driven for you seem well my my master has a uh, has a list of certain things that are have piqued his interest but oh. I, don't, I don't want to bore you with those, and <laughs> heaven forbid you are in opposition of something that I wish to buy. On if you his want behalf. to talk about rich stuff, this is your man. <laughs> well, it's, it's not that at all. I just, I, you know, if you have certain things that you're looking for, I have certain things that I've been asked to look for as I well. Will be, rather than I will drive be up com- the bid like eBay, <laughs> we keep it on one another's. Mr. Bay can be quite frustrating. Agreed. Um, yes. No, I, I will be completely honest with you, Mr. Flossier. Uh The Baroness Please, did... Please, call me cons- Francois. Francois. Uh-huh. Uh, the Baroness uh, did ask for uh, our assistance on helping, shall we say, organize the items. Um, so I have a little insight, and I have nothing specific that I'm after, but if you have a particular question, I might be able to give you some info. Well, (laughs) I do appreciate the extended hospitality, but if it is all the same to you, I, I was, I'm held to keep my secret. Um, my master would not... I gave him my word that I would be going into this for him and him alone, and that we would all know when we get to that point, when the auction do take place. I see. I'm curious. Then would you mind if I ask who your master is? He seems to be quite uh, an influential uh, individual. He's not really a super big name in Belkson, but uh, he has asked to remain anonymous, which is why he has sent me in his steed. So, Fair enough. I simply thought he was some man of such great responsibilities that he could not tear himself away. Oh, he has quite a bit of of things going here and there all, of, all about the place. He's got his hands in many things, and I am just one of many of his, of his dutiful servants, and it is my duty well, to be here. It is more of my honor to be here for him. Well, I hope he appreciates your devotion to his goals here. He just kind of chuckles, you know. As we're Valadir's listening to what's going on back and forth between Warren and him, 
how does what's his appearance he's not he doesn't look like athletic like he's a fighter he's he? lean he's wearing a uh, like a a brown leather pants and tunic with black boots he's got a a big red hat with a big blue feather in his hat looks kind of kind of flamboyant he's got a uh most likely a rapier on his side that's okay. that's what the the weapon looks like although he hasn't drawn it obviously so it's hard to see the blade and you said it he was very um not theatrical but he wasn't wearing like worn down turnips or anything like that it looks like more no. like kind of like an office yeah guy. it looks like he's got some kind of a, of a hold some kind of a station or at least he's well kept enough that he can afford nice clothes even though they're they're rather they're rather gaudy they're not cheap how's his rapier look does it look uh that's kind of where i'm going is is it does this guy look like he can put up a fight uh like his weapon the, is used and a little used or is this more of like his his uh uniform like going to you know is, no, is it, it, doesn't look, it doesn't look ceremonial if that's what ceremonial, you're asking yes. it looks definitively used uh the knuckle cover is shiny and clean but the leather handle looks worn okay. know how these auctions work but i mean is it like payment at the at the moment do we think this guy's walking around with like 10 g's on him because if so he's probably a badass uh most likely the way that the auction will go and i'm sure that when they announce it at the auction is once a particular uh lot closes out then you would see the clerk to pay for the lot and then the next lot would be presented sotheby yeah pigeon wire that stuff over yeah yeah but oh. <laughs> so he like may just be making pounds of gold. pigeons <laughs> yeah he may just be there to, you know, make the negotiation or whatever and make sure the the mark goes on the paper. And then, you know, once the actual cash transaction goes, then they, you know, whatever. Yeah. And it it's highly improbable that everybody's going to be sitting there with bags of gold. I mean, nothing says, hey, Brigands, you know, come take over the town as you see a bunch of people just sitting there with sacks of gold waiting to bid. They'll probably mm -hmm. have a marker and then they'll they'll pay for the lot elsewhere mm -hmm. and then the lot will be released however it goes so yeah um well yeah we'll walk them as far as Bacchus's, is um and you know maybe indicate the end to him as he inquires but and he stops at the corner of i sort of keep looking at this damn freaking road of debbie road and Canticleer Road, and and he sees the Wise Piper, and he says, "Well, I believe I'll go inside there and see if they have a room for rent, and uh, possibly get myself something to eat. Until then, have a good evening. A pleasure. Thank you for good the luck. company." And he goes inside, and you just see him go through the door, and you see his hands gesturing and stuff, and basically leaving the four of you in the road. We're like, take him for everything. Special <laughs> rate. Oh. Yeah, let's head in. I'm glad the guy's gone. Yeah. So we'll uh, uh, head into Bacchus's. Okay. And at this point in time, the hammers have basically stopped falling. 
you can see that he's given most of his his boys the rest of the evening off and he's just there kind of cleaning up hammers making sure that all the old ash is out of the forge getting getting the rest of the stuff ready possibly for business tomorrow and he looks at <laughs> my money makers what can i do for you boys well do you want to make some more money Who's Dempsey going to fight this time? Well, it's not me. It's going to be doing the fight, and we're hoping you might be able to fight this. And he, like, drops the box. Oh, like, look at that. Having a wee bit of a problem getting that open, eh? Well, I'm sure if Dempsey was... Um, put enough elbow grease into it, he could do it. But I'm sure the uh, contents would suffer. So, uh... You have any idea what might be in this? Mm, not beyond, and like I'll kind of kick it for emphasis. Not beyond the sound and the weight of it. Okay. I guess what I'm getting at is, uh, you know, if anything inside there is uh, gonna break if we get this, depending on how much effort I put into this, how much effort uh, you're willing to pay me to put into this. I figure a skilled man uh, such as you wouldn't need Oh, don't flatter me, funny boy. I know how skilled I am. Mm-hmm. He kind of he kicks the chest and feels it barely budge. He's like, ah, oh, got some density in here, huh? It could be dangerous, what. though. He's, like, not picking up on the undertone. So he's just like, if you get the lock off, I'll open it. If it explodes, it'll explode on me. So if I get this lock off, uh, what do you say? Give me uh, 20% of whatever's in there. Tell you what. We'll give you five gold just for your troubles right now. Five we, gold, huh? And then we can talk about what is in here and more. And I'll I'll hold a, a, the five gold in my hand. He looks at the, the four of you and he's like, you know, uh, got a lot of dust on your boots and uh, a lot of blood on your hands. How far did you carry this thing? And it's only worth five gold, huh? Oh, it, uh, it is quite possibly worth more. I'm just saying five gold right now guarantees that you have at least something for a few minutes of your time. He looks over, he grabs one of his larger hammers. And he brings it down. 13. Forgot you wanted old Bacchus to do this. <laughs> do us a solid, Bacchus. It cranks it, but it doesn't come loose yet. So, step back, boys. I want to need to really get into this. You're muted there, can, uh, Tommy. Can um, Dempsey uh, help him in any way? Like, hold the lock? I'm muted. I'm no. muted. Oh. Yeah. Dempsey, give me mm -hmm. the bigger hammer over there, please. The bigger one. So he walks over and he's like, oh, and even even that's, with Dempsey's strength, that's it's what like, I want to yeah. see. <laughs> get back, boys. And you see this time, he cranks on this lock. And it just completely just breaks off. 
Looks like it was worth at least another five gold, huh? Let's see what's in here first. All right, he's going to kind of clear out the area, and Dempsey will open the lid. You look inside, and you see that there are four pouches inside. They look to be cloth, almost like velvet. Here, step aside real quick, Dempsey. Mm-hmm. And I'll gesture, and from um, a few feet away, uh, I'll like kind of manipulate open the top of the mage hand. As you look inside, you see silver discs inside one of them. Very impressive. What is that? It looks like silver pieces in there. Yeah, what is that magic? I'll I'll pull up one of the um, uh, discs with the mage hand and bring it over to the back. Is it an actual coin or is it like a disc or it, like? No, an it's object? an actual silver coin. Okay. And these bags—they're not small. It's—I mean—they're—they're they're big. Hell bigger yes. Bag. Well, bigger than a bread box. Looks to me like maybe I should have held out for a little bit more. We'll take well, care of you, Beckus. Warren's like, no, no. <laughs> I don't. Yeah. I don't care. Yeah. Or uh, Warren is totally fine. Bacchus has actually proven himself extremely resourceful and useful. So keeping him happy is extremely beneficial to us. Perhaps we can make arrangements <coughs> as payments for horse and carriage. No? Give him back. What about the other ones, Warren? I don't know. Well, what do you want? You want a horse and a carriage? What does that look like? Little house on the prairie? <laughs> I don't have no horse and carriage. I live in town. People bring me you their don't even stuff. Have... But you don't have a cart to move around or or any of your raw materials? You see that building across from me? The dodgy and livery stables. Mm-hmm. That would be the place I'd go if you needed a cart and a donkey or something. In fact, what was it, about a week ago, some human trafficker came in with a hmm. with a wagon and a couple of horses. Oh, we did hear in news. Yeah, this I'd place probably... got on fire. I'm sure I saw that on my that. cell phone this morning with my coffee. What? <laughs> the funny thing is none of us were involved with that none of these mm-hmm. characters that's interesting mm-hmm. well that's true yeah because uh, they're all mm-hmm. fresh well let me tell you these chuckleheads came into town aiding and abetting some human trafficker who was running a bunch of people in the back of pickle barrels <laughs> well it did take long for the sheriff ben hovey to figure out that not all of them were bad just that one little shit well, they basically incarcerated him, took him off, and impounded his wagon and horses. Hmm. Go talk to Dodger and see if he'll uh, he'll hook you up. So, uh, I look down at uh, the the chest and the pouches in it. Can we get a sense of what is total in there? In that bag alone, there's probably about 300 silver pieces in that one. So, like 30 gold? Well, there's 30, 300 silver pieces, but that's what it works. What it's mm-hmm. worth 
as gold, yes. Right. Okay, and then what about the other um, pouches? Yeah, but open them. Let's go ahead and do that. Okay. You open up another one and you see gold discs in yeah. this one. Yeah. Okay. Pull them out, you count 400 gold pieces. <laughs> okay. You see another bag. Mm-hmm. Looks bigger than the other ones. Okay. Oh, finger that one open. Finger open that sack. Mm-hmm. And you see copper discs in this one. Interesting. Okay. There are 5,000 copper pieces in this one. Okay. And then you see a small bag. Real small. Ooh. Okay. This must be the good one. It's a monkey's paw. Finger that one. And you see an odd sheen of metal. Looks almost uh, like a dull silver, possibly Mm -hmm. platinum. Oh. And as you pull that out, you count 50 platinum pieces. Jesus. I think we're rich. I think we are as well. Well, let's take some of this silver and go, you know, to use it to get this card. Bacchus, we have a few more of these boxes. We might be super rich, men. Well, I might have a cart I could borrow. <laughs> Funny how tell things you, work. Tell you what, uh, I'll kind of like lean over to the others and and say, he, is, he has been really generous. I would be remiss if I did if what? Uh, like, kind of quietly to the others. Um, uh, I'll just say, uh, I, I just say, look, he, he has been extremely useful to us. I think he should be fairly compensated for his time. A portion of this. Anyone have any thoughts? I'm perfectly fine with that. You guys? No. I don't have uh, any any need for material possessions. You guys do what you feel is appropriate. Just give yeah. me the lock. <laughs> this is, uh, yeah, I mean, this is I'm considering this like found money. So and it's kind of right. like if, if he's in for it, like he's also in for the secret. So let me ask right. you this. Mm-hmm. You said you have more of these boxes that you need me to crack open. Please. You seem to have a deft touch. We've got a few more um, of a couple different sizes. All right. Tonight? Uh, we just need to go get the other ones. We unfortunately did not have a horse to inherit. All right. I'll tell you what. Let me go across the street and talk to Dodge in and see if I could uh, procure something. I don't know if he knows you boys well enough, but uh, he owes me a couple favors. I shoot a couple of horses for him, and uh, he owes me a favor, too. Well, we will certainly owe you in this all set enough. Oh, I know. He starts running across <laughs> the street. <laughs> we don't get the feeling that Bacchus is like a double-cross person, do we? I mean, he seems... We've gone too far with him. Yeah. Yeah. You see him come back. He's like tiptoeing, making sure nobody sees that he's got these horses, you know, hatched up to a, a wagon. He, okay, he's all good with it. Yeah, yeah, let's roll. Good. 
Uh, Are you coming with Bacchus? No, I'll stay here and watch this chest. (laughs) Stay and count the money. Woo! Um, The money is safe with me, boys. Yeah, we'll. I say we just beat feet. Go down there, get the come back. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so we'll do that. Okay, so your round trip takes you probably about forty-five minutes. You know, with, with the horses in the wagon, getting there, just pumping those cases onto the back of the back of the mm-hmm. cart and bring it on back into Belheim. And he's waiting. Patiently waiting. Yeah, you know, we'll <laughs> bring him on in and start, you know, same deal. Grab that hammer and uh, uh, try to get him to open them. Line up the two uh, the two other smaller cases first. And he takes a crack at the first small case. Getting tired here. Woo. He pops that lock off. He starts swinging at the other smaller case. Careful. Hammer goes flying out of his hand. He pulls out another one. That one cracks it. Eight on the die. Knocks that lock off. And you see inside both these cases, they appear to be identical to the first one. Same size bags. Same interior loot. Exactly. Okay. To the coin. And he looks at the bigger one. And he's, uh... I don't know, boys. This one's, uh... Hmm. Where'd you say you found you found these, these chests at? We found them up north a short ways in a stash that was known to some servants of Huntley's. These are hunk place shit. Mm-hmm. Well, not really. Did not have name on. But true. That is the hardest lock yeah. I've ever seen in my life. Thank um, you. I you will. Uh, before he does that, um, I'll take a closer look at it. I'm assuming the lock itself is actually metal. Yeah, but it's different than the other three locks. Okay. This one looks it, more ornate. It's more of a, okay. of a has a, a glint of I will gold color to it. Taking a quick look at it with uh, my arcane knowledge um, and an arcana roll of 22. Is the lock Ooh. itself enchanted? It is. It is an arcane okay. lock. Can I tell the nature of the lock? Like uh or, I'm sorry, the nature of the, the magic. Uh, it would be evocation. Okay. Um, I will, uh, before Bacchus takes a swing, I'm going to say, hold on. Bacchus, this may <laughs> actually be beyond what you, we could afford to have you deal with. Don't tell me what I can't do. <laughs> Let's let's not get cocky. <laughs> there goes my die. <laughs> just totally took off. <laughs> very very uh, evocative of what's about to happen, huh? Yeah, right. So he he holds his his stance, kind of takes a step or two back. Look, I uh, I'm a warrior at heart, but I don't mess around with funky monkey shit like this. Uh, oh, this could definitely be it. Um, Dempsey, are you up for this? The funkiest, monkiest of all. And we uh, tried uh, all the keys that we had. No. Is that correct? 
Yeah, where's the no. key ring? Uh, actually, I think I have it now. Or wait, no, does do you have? Or it's like go right ahead. Yeah. No, Valadir spin in the key ring. Got into the campaign when Flint died, and right. he did not know anything about the the house, the manor. Okay, so He's I never... don't have it then. Okay, so I will actually go ahead and pull out the key rings. That's just. I think Father Ham, Hammerbane might have it. He had. I think he does actually. He's the one who grabbed the stuff stabby off of stuff. Because, yeah, Stabby's the one I think that ended up with it at the very end, mm -hmm. opening the doors. Mm -hmm. He stayed with it. Flint was already dead after that. Okay. Uh, are you guys looking for something? As he jingles the keys. <laughs> something <in> the material. <laughs> material item. <laughs> Um, jingle, jingle, yes. jingle. You looking for these? Yes. Thanks, we are. He tosses okay. it over to over to uh, Warren. He's getting okay. pretty tired from the encounters since he hooked up with these guys. <laughs> got to get this guy um, some metamucil. <laughs> right. Yeah. I will very, very I carefully. Um, I haven't uh, taken a shit in days. <laughs> <laughs> so here's what i'm here's what i'm picturing brian is this large chest is on the very back of the wagon it's it's easily uh twice the size of the other chests right so i figured the so, other ones were yeah, I don't know, like two feet by whatever this one's okay. probably closer to four feet okay so the chest is on the back of the wagon in front of me i'm going to kneeling as far down as possible assuming that if an explosion occurs it's going to occur like hopefully more like above where i'm standing okay so i'm gonna like kneeling behind this thing and we'll try one key after another in the lock okay there's three keys mm -hmm. the which iron, key go ahead iron gold and bronze are the three keys. Tell me which key you try first. Uh, whichever one most closely matches the metal of the lock. The one that doesn't blow us up first. It would exactly. probably be either the gold key or the bronze key. Okay. Um, let's go ahead and try the gold key. The gold key? Mm -hmm. Dempsey's going to get in there too with the shield stick like it we in did before and, and kind of do like a blast shield for him. Mm-hmm. You're good. Sorry. You sure? Am I am I okay now? <laughs> no. You stick it in, and it doesn't do anything. But I need for you to make a, a deck save. Oh, great. Okay. Uh, uh, big whammy. Big whammy. Big money. Uh, that's a seventeen. Seventeen. You're going to take half of this in electrical damage, which isn't too bad. Don't tase me, bro. <laughs> Eight points of damage. Is that after the reduction? Yeah, that's half of it. Okay. I rolled two sixes and a three. Okay. I have this clear image. Oh, of... wait. I'm sorry. That's 15. My bad. Reduce <laughs> that. Uh, that's seven points each. Seven. Okay. Seven. I have a clear image of Father Hammerbane sitting like on the passenger side of this like car, <laughs> just sitting there like looking back like, don't tase me. Yeah, don't tase me, bro. <laughs> uh, your, uh... Uh, after Warren 
after I get all my hair back in place from sticking on end from the electrical shock, I'm like, well, that was not fun. I'll step back and with a mage hand remove the key. Okay. Um, and then I will try to very gingerly, if possible, with the mage hand, switch over to the bronze key <laughs> and use that. You slide it in, and the lock disengages. Nice. Okay. All right, and stay then, back. Yeah. So Dempsey will open the lid and take the damage. He's so brave. There is no damage to take, believe it or not, as you raise the lid on this. This particular chest, although it looks beat up on the outside, is exquisitely taken care of on the inside. It's a, got this beautiful dark wood inside with all, with felt all about. <clears throat> and you see four small pouches sitting on top of something else. Okay. It looks as though there's like another cloth that's covering something beneath the four pouches. Mm. Okay. Uh, Dempsey's right in front of it. Yeah, so I'm he's going to start pulling them out and opening them up. He's excited from all the money. Okay, as you pull them out, you notice that the pouches are, are really light. They feel very, very light. You look inside, and it looks like there's uh, ash inside one of them. Mm -hmm. Like a, an unusual-looking uh, material or composite of whatever this stuff is you open up the next one it looks the same as the first one and the third and the fourth they all look the same it's like i think it's my some of your fairy dust mr magic it's something you would like uh i'll interested. move forward take a close look at the dust does it uh appear to be of a, like a magic origin or maybe it, is it like a reagent for like a ritual it does appear to to give off some kind of a magic aura mm -hmm. and for the sake of just going through it this stuff is called uh, dust of darkness. And all four, a, all four pouches. Yes, and it's a shimmering dust that causes one creature to be coated in a layer of darkness for one minute. Darkness, darkness. In normal Shout light, the creature gains concealment with a twenty percent miss. In dim light, the creature gains total concealment, fifty percent miss chance. It has no effect in areas of bright light or darkness, though in bright light, a viewer can make a DC 20 perception check to notice the target is slightly shadowed. Creatures with dark vision see through the dust's darkness as if it were normal darkness. The dust dispels and counters the outlining effects of glitter dust, but doesn't affect the spell's blinding effects. Interesting. Okay. How do we um, use this how dust? And its duration is 10 minutes. How, uh, can I tell how many, like, potential applications there are of this? I'm sorry, the duration is one minute, not 10 minutes. There's four applications. Okay, so each pouch is one application. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, okay. So, there's that. Um, Dempsey, stand back a little. Mm-hmm. Oh, bitch! Get out the way! Get out the and way! And gesturing um, from uh, a few feet away, I'll have a mage hand pick up the cloth that the pouches were sitting on. 
Okay. You see underneath the cloth. Sorry, I just lost my my point here. You see five books on one side, and you see a like a mithril scroll tube on the left. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. Uh, without touching the books, can I see like what their titles are? No, because there's nothing on the binding of it. Most likely, it's okay. on the cover. On the on the top one, though, you do notice that there's something written in some kind of a an ancient language, most likely Osiriani. And okay. You see, like there's stars on the cover of it. Most likely, okay. probably dealing with astronomy. Okay. Um, I will um. Go ahead and close the uh, chest and turn to back and say, I don't think you would get much use out of what's in here. And I want I to know. Give it to me. What have we got? Uh, as, uh, <laughs> as, <laughs> I, as I turn to him and I start waving my hand around as sparkles flying off of it. More magic. Oh, look at that. I'm just for effect. I'm um, just it is it is more magic and it is not magic that I can um, easily uh, describe I would prefer right. to I would prefer not to try to figure it out in the middle of your shop I understand well, let, let's all uh, agree to this is going to be like Goodfellas like after the big Lathanza robbery just be cool man don't buy any uh, Cadillacs and put them in your mother-in-law's name you know I gotta tell you boys I'm really glad we're keeping this secret. And he reaches over and he grabs one of the smaller oh, chests. And he just says, all right, have a good night, boys. And he starts going back towards the back of his shop with one of the smaller chests. This is okay, right? You okay with this? I look at the others and kind of quirk an eyebrow. I'm good with it. Yeah. You know, why fight it? Yeah, I appreciate yeah. it. You guys are my. He's boys. like, and I'll take this one, and that's when the hand stops him. So. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, hell. So yeah. he takes the one chest and he goes back. He's like, you know, uh, when you're done with the wagon, just take it back over to Dodge Stables. Don't mention me though, if you see him. Top it off park. too. <laughs> no, of course, it's got a parking ticket. No, because you're. <laughs> You're not the one who went and got the, the wagon. Um, so just to clarify, we've got the large chest with the books, the dust, and the scroll case in it. And then we've got two of the smaller chests? Yes. So okay. you got five books, the dust, a scroll tube, and you have two chests that have identical um, coins 300 in silver, each. 400 gold, 5,000 copper, and 50 platinum. That's correct. Okay. Platinum. Wasn't the silver 3,000 silver pieces? 300. Okay. It was 5,000 copper. Okay, got it. Not that I care for material possessions, but just asking. <laughs> for a friend. For a friend. <laughs> no, you can never be too sure. Um, okay. Well, uh, let's, uh, let's take the wagon and Let's get all of this safely into our rooms, and then. Yeah, I, I could use some sleep. 
you, you guys really put me through my paces since meeting you, and I'm, I'm a little tired. It's past my bedtime. Nice. CNN taking his on. teeth out already. <laughs> Got some place I can soak these. <laughs> um, actually, I'll just press the digitation of them clean. Well, that's beautiful. Pastrami flopping out of his dentures and shit. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. I don't need that. <laughs> now my prestidigitation cantrip feels dirty. So you guys make your way back to the wise piper in with these chests. You know, there's there's a crowd going on. They're all about their own business. Nobody would looks up to see you guys. Mm-hmm. Make your way up to your rooms. I'm assuming that's what you want to do, right? Yep. Lead me through what you do. Um, take them up to our room. Um, if the smaller chests will uh, fit there, I think the safest place, at least for the moment, would be to put them under our beds. No. Uh, it's it's probably like a foot and a half tall. The small one is. The big one's huge. The big. Oh ones, yeah, no, I figured. Yeah. Large one yeah, there's, the small ones are probably too tall to get under there. Okay. Um, in that case, we'll uh, put them kind of in the corner of the room as uh, unobtrusive as possible. Or a sheet over them. Okay. Yeah, something like that. Um, and then we'll take the wagon back. Uh, where it's, uh, like, I don't know, uh, Dempsey and I could do it, or, or Validator and I could do it. You know, stay and or Poor uh, Father Hammerbeam. Oh man, he's already asleep in the recliner. Hey, you guys got this. You guys got this. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna lay down and rest my eyes. He's like sitting on the chamber pot in front of everybody. <laughs> you guys got this. <laughs> just, just veins popping out. Should have ate more carrots today. I think. Um, have, some, before... have some Metamucil there, Father. Um, yeah. So we'll we'll get the the wagon back. Um, is there any interaction with the? No, in fact, there's nobody even over there. Most likely, Bacchus had just gone over there, grabbed a couple steeds, latched them up to the to the cart, and just pulled them out without Old anybody knowing. Yeah. some bitch. I yeah. my <laughs> ass. I don't want to have any bad karma for this, so I will just very. Um, I, I'm just gonna leave like five silver and like the the front seat of the wagon nice. it was like a like you accidentally hit his car sorry we stole your horse right <laughs> right i'm it's sorry gonna... and brake fluid on the side <laughs> of his car my bad right. some happy stable boy is gonna find that i um, mean okay yeah. hey so you guys make your way back to your room i don't know who all went out i know warren went i don't know who went with you but i guess i would have gone with warren okay you guys make your way back to the rooms Validir is watching <laughs> Father Hammerbane. Trying to play some comforting music for him so, you know, he could properly pass whatever he's passing. <laughs> <laughs> Talk it down like a suicide jumper. You're giving him guidance <laughs> on the poop. So, oh my God. <laughs> gosh. So, what do you guys plan on doing for the rest of the evening? Um, D- uh, Dempsey is probably you know in his own mind what his plan would be is probably like run work out you know he still wants to maintain his you know his ability but um barring anything else eat something and then just go to sleep you know he's he's going to be wanting to get on the road pretty soon 
um, probably after this next next rest. Um, this is the last big big ticket item on his agenda. Okay. Uh, Anyone in agreement with that? Uh, basically, um, while he's probably exercising and maintaining his peak body, um, uh, I will probably I will very carefully take like at least just the top book. Okay. And um, take a moment, kind of inspect it as much as I can with my arcane knowledge, and then we'll very carefully start going through it. Okay, and you look and you see that it's it's mostly a book. It's written in a foreign language, but obviously there's there's hand drawings and there's notes in the margin of of common as well as in, in other languages too. Basically talking about the constellations in the sky, movements of planet bodies, stars, okay. things like that. Talking about Does the heavens. Um, and as it relates to the dark tapestry. No. No, literally just the heavens, like astronomy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, curious. Um, I will uh, not without going too deep into them, but maybe like looking at like the first couple of pages of the other books, seeing what. Are you doing this for all the books as you go through them, or? Yeah, but like after that first book, I'm not going to spend more than like maybe two or three minutes on each of the other books, just enough to get a sense of what they seem to be. Okay, so you pull the second book out. And you look; it's it's very similar to that one. It talks about like how the Osirians would would build their pyramids in conjunction with constellations. Third book, similar with the heavens and the suns and the rising of the sun and whatnot. Fourth book, same kind of stuff. And as you get to the fifth book, you notice that this book is completely different than the other ones. In fact, as you remove the fourth book, you see that the fifth book is just this tattered leather tome and it says on the cover of it secrets of the dreaming dark and it's 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 massive you figure it's probably twice as thick as one of the other books that you've been reading okay okay i'm going to very carefully replace all of the books very carefully close the top of the chest and oh actually i'm sorry before i do that i'm going to uh, pick up the scroll case and try to see what it's in it oh you're gonna break the seam uh it, for, i'm gonna see if the case itself is magic i'm assuming whatever is inside oh. it is okay yeah it, the the case itself is not sorry your headphones was breaking up oh sorry you see that it is not emanating any type of magic coming off. It okay. just looked like a, a silver or a mithril tube capped on each end. Um, I'll just carefully open it and take a look at what's inside. Okay. As you unfurl it, you begin to see some of the words that you've seen before, and you realize this is a scroll of invisibility. Nice. And it's meant for the reader. Like, you can't in impose it on another individual. Oh, that, okay. That particular duration is 10 minutes for that. Okay. So, same rules okay. apply with the invisibility spell. Yeah. Um, yay. Yay, yay. And then after that, I will uh, proceed to wind down for the night. Okay. 
Tommy has, Father Hammerbane has fallen asleep on the chamber pot. Valadir gently, soothingly playing his electric guitar. Dempsey right. out, worn out. Night passes. You wake up the next morning, light coming through, and today is a whole new day. Today is the day of Hunkley's estate auction. And that is where we will end this episode. All right. And hey, full, uh, we got that full rest you were wanting there, Chris. You did? We will now. <laughs> you gonna say anything, Tommy, or are you just gonna like uh, let the hearing data? Hold on, let me get my <laughs> get my hearing aids. <laughs> let me put my teeth back. Yeah, long rest. Oh, I feel much better now. Shut up. Thank you for joining us once again on Roll the Hard 20 Podcast. Remember, you can find us and subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Amazon Podcasts, and Audible. And if you like what you're listening to, leave us that five-star rating and review. We've also got a YouTube channel at Roll the Hard 20, so if you're into watching, head on over there and hit that like bell, and don't forget to subscribe. We can also be found in the wild on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, so don't forget to check us out and look for us out there. You can also contact the show directly at RollTheHard20Podcast at gmail.com or head on over to the website at RollTheHard20Podcast.com where you can also download the current show directly and view our archives and galleries. We've got a lot of interesting stuff posted there, so head on over. And finally, join us on our Patreon page at Patreon.com slash RollTheHard20Podcast where you can become a hard slinger and pick up swag. So, until next session, keep your dice warm and your glass topped off as you roll those hard 20s.